Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. It's our first managerial interview podcast of the season. Um, and that means we are joined by the one and only Rob Griffith. Hi, Rob. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I love what you've done with the place. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you like best about it? Well, uh, my favorite thing. So far, and I know this is obviously an audio medium, so I don't want to go. Uh, I don't want to go too hard on sort of the visual descriptions, but I just really appreciate um, what y'all have done with your outfits. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. tell us, tell us yeah, more. I, well, I love that one of you is dressed up as Smeagol and the other one is dressed up as Gollum. <laughs> in tribute, <laughs> yeah, in tribute, and I, I just feel I feel really respected, and uh, I just feel very welcomed into the space. Yeah, that's how we tend to welcome our guests is by dressing up as their mascots. Yep, and that's what's ha- exactly what's happened. I see that both of you have grown your hair out to long, stringy lengths. <laughs> One of you is topless. I won't say which, out of respect for the listener. Wow. Rob, it's good to have you on. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, uh, I, just, I didn't know if you guys wanted me to talk about soccer in the beginning or if you wanted me to be... <laughs> It'd be the bearer of bad uh, news in the beginning. I've, I actually came here with some notes. It's oh, like, wow. and I, I'm really sorry about this. It's actually some demerits. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Some, some demerits from, from the FCC that you've, uh, that you've already accrued over the last five, five or six episodes. Oh no. What are they? Give us, give us some of the demerits. Well, okay. I, so the, the first one that I had was, uh, so all it says is, okay, I have a note on my phone. It just says intros. And I don't remember what my problem with the intros was, but I think that it probably had something to do with, I, I needed them to be a little more lively. Like maybe something, maybe something rehearsed, something. Like something, a sketch. Some, yeah, a sketch. Something that the audience can really, really sink their teeth into. Like we, op- that- we open on a scene in Padua and it's me and Evan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> dialoguing. <laughs> yes. So I think that that would be something that could really, that could really be, um, you know, something that you lean into as kind of the, a double act. You know what okay. I mean? And maybe, you know, a kind of the, the, the hair and Estes effect or something like that. Um, and I don't know what that is. If it's like maybe Taylor starts it off first and he is kind of the straight man and he says, all right, welcome to the podcast. And then, um, and then he says, Oh, looks like it's just me here. Well, um, well, we know what to do now. And then you just hear hundreds of thousands of people in the stands all chanting Estes. Or no, they chant this, Estesito, <laughs> Estesito, and then and then uh, and then Crazy Train starts playing, and then Evan, uh, like maybe helicopters in or something. Oh, wow. Evan, how do you feel about that? That sounds like uh, it'll, it'll involve a lot of work on your part. Uh, yeah, I think I know a guy. That, <laughs> is it, that can is it Austin Gray? Up. Is it Austin Gray who works in lighting production? Yes, get him <laughs> in. Yeah, and. Uh, little do you know, he actually works in helicopters too, oh. and stadiums. Perfect. Oh, he works in all three. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the plan is to just get him to fly me in. Mm-hmm. Easy. All right. Any other yeah. for us? Um, I think that pro- we'll probably go as they uh, as we get through the podcast. I might I might read you aloud some of these other FCC demerits. Okay. Um, wow. But I think that, that really keep us on our toes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but i am but i am really happy to be here and uh, again i just can't tell you enough uh how 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 happy i am about y'all's outfits 
Well, yeah. you're welcome. It's all, it's almost Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, special, I'm, I'm, this is, is what this I'm a special Halloween, Halloween episode. Just, oh, that's a um, good point. I don't. Well, I, it's <laughs> in October. Every day is Halloween for me. So I will I'm say, literally I'll, wearing this costume every single day. The Liverpool they don't, they don't result love it. They don't, spoon. they don't. They don't love it at work. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> they don't love it at work. Wow. Oh, no. It's been uh, one day. I, I always so glad it. for for Jay to cut all this stuff out. I've won. No, he Jay doesn't, doesn't, cut, Jay doesn't cut a single thing out. What? Yeah. No. So maybe and he calls maybe himself the editor of this show. You. All right. But we okay. tell him not to. We tell him literally just yeah. upload it. Oh, I can feel. I can feel that your y'all's uh, average review score on iTunes just plummeting. Oh, I can't wait. It need, <laughs> plummeting. It needs a good shakeup. <laughs> Uh, can't, can't stay too long at the top. Um, anyway, I don't think we've ever had, uh, I don't ever think we've ever had this type of energy to start a podcast. I'll be honest. It's completely, <laughs> yeah. it's completely taken me back. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see where, it, where it takes us from here. Um, yeah. but for those of you who don't already know him, Rob is the manager of the Smeagol Golem team in, uh, our fantasy premier league. Um, one of the better names I would say. Rob, what was the inspiration for that name? Well, I tried to think of the three soccer words I know, and then I tried to think of other words that they sounded like. So I thought, kick, kick, kick. No, that won't work. Let's see. Um, ball, ball. No, I don't want to do a balls thing. And then I thought, ah, goal. And I said, what does that sound like? And the that old little guy who was always creeping in the forefront of my brain decided <laughs> to show up. And I thought, it's perfect. It is. And then and then I thought, what good fortune. It works in both. It works in both <laughs> Smeagol and Golem. So yeah. yeah, you really you really hit the jackpot with that one, I think. That's that's honestly that's one where like if I had thought of that, I would literally just do that every season. Like I wouldn't even bother coming up with a new name every season. <laughs> like that's how good yeah. it is. Just there's no reason to change it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I love the way that it has gone. I love the energy that it's given um, the boys um, on the squad. And I love the way that, that I have sort of Ted lassoed them into working together under the nope. banner. Of, we will not allow that. Oh, we don't I, say, we don't, we, I'm not allowed to say we, Ted Lasso. We just, no, we just don't allow a joke that bad about Ted Lasso. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I would, I would. Uh, I would say Ted Lasso is slightly different vibe than the Lord of the Rings character Smeagol. Oh. <laughs> I would I would say a little bit different. Wow. Yeah, I guess so. so <laughs> Walter. <laughs> um, but just to just to give listeners. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm not even gonna uh mention what evan just did on his screen but it was obscene listener um uh just to give you a sense of what we're going to be doing today um we're going to be talking to rob just about uh his experience with the premier league his hopes his dreams for the season and we'll also dive into uh give his team a little bit of a closer look than we normally give it um have some extended time to talk about you know some plans that he might have where he's been, the things that he thinks are going well and what he wants to change. 
Um, and that's kind of what we'll do for each of the managers when we have these managerial interviews. Um, we're hoping to have you each on um, and get to know a little bit more about you um, through this uh, this podcast thing. Uh, how does that sound to you, Rob? That sounds great. I'm ready to talk about. Uh, I'm ready to talk about something that y'all two know way more about than me. I mean, not more than you. Definitely know more than me based on the standings of the Premier League. Yeah, I, I should say the last two weeks I've been incredibly lucky and incredibly grateful, and uh, and I love my boys. I don't know. I don't know what else I can say about it other than that. I love my boys. Yeah. So with that, uh, we're going to start off. I'm going to read down the current standings um, just to give everyone a sense of where we stand. And then Evan will read down the uh, zombie league standings, which we haven't done in a while. And then uh, we'll get into it. So just to kind of go down the league here, the corporate global um, regular fantasy league uh, in first place, uh, we have staying atop everybody else, white Keener with shove it. Um, then in second place, we have Evan Estes with uh, Bosch habit, who has had a good couple of weeks and is now um just, I guess, 35 points behind White, which is pretty pretty nice. Uh, in third place, we have Eli Estes's Tangy Take Me Home, uh, just four points behind Evan there. And then shooting up the standings this week, our very own, our special guest, Rob Griffith, with Smeagol Golem, um, had a huge game week with 74 points, which I'm sure we'll talk about today. In fifth place, uh, dropping down a couple places, we've got Evan Hare with SLC Hairs. Um, in sixth place, we've got William Spicer's The Bruce Matthews. Uh, in seventh place, we've got Tim Griffith's Proper Prospects. In eighth place, Jake Hare's Mr. Fantasy Football. In ninth place, we've got me, um, I Test Incorporated. In tenth place, we've got Jerry Groff, Soccer 2. And then in eleventh place, we've got Reed Zimmerman's uh, Naptown FC, who it should be pointed out is now only 20 points behind uh, Jay Griffith. So after coming or struggling that first week with the auto draft um reed is really making quite the comeback so that's awesome to see was that uh, through use of a wild card yeah so he wild carded after the very first week because his auto draft was atrocious Ah, uh, yes so yeah he had to he had to blow that early and it auto drafted people that i don't think even played right yeah like a lot of injured yeah. folks and stuff like that that is so it was, silly it was just really bad um, Evan, do you want to give us a rundown of the Zombie League? Let's do it. Okay, uh, for our Corporate Global Zombie League, I'm going to run backwards. Um, so in sixth place, we've got Eli Estes, newly married, with uh, Tongi Inzambele, which Eli told me that uh, it is pronounced, I think, Tongi, not Tangi. Definitely really? not Tangi. That's what he told me. I think he said oh, Tongi. Interesting. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, so Eli's in sixth. In fifth place, we've got uh, Wyatt Keener's Mom, Dad, Mom Memorial. Well, excuse me, Huck Van with Mom, Dad, Mom Memorial. That's Wyatt Keener. Um, then in fourth place, Jerry Groth, um, obviously Jay Griffith, with No Room for Resurrected. Um, in third place, we've got me, Evan Estes, with I.E. Bryan's. In second place, we've got Taylor Hare, Virgil Van Helsing, and in first place, Will Spicer, the Bruce Matthews. Um, I'm not going to lie, I hadn't looked at the Zombie League in a couple weeks, and I was surprised to see Spicer up there at the top. So how uh, how fun it is to check on 
that and get a surprise, see how things have shaken up. Yeah. And Wyatt dropped down to second to last place after being atop the league last time we checked in. I know. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen. And I have a feeling over the Christmas uh, like holiday fixture run, it's going to be insane. So um, yeah, now is like a great time, especially uh, with October, you know, this is like the zombie league month, national zombie league month. So uh, yeah, keep an eye yeah. on it. I think Biden declared this national zombie league month. Yeah. yeah he said it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the zombie league, I, you, y'all are making me wish I was in the zombie league mostly because everybody has some great names, but in zombie league, do, do are people still allowed to get the same players as other people? Yes. Are, yeah. Is there much differentiation in the, in the squads? Uh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I would say there's a decent amount. I, th- I think there's more differentiation there than there is in the regular league. Yes. Cause no one knew no one knew who was good uh as as like with as much kind of particularity as they do now and mm-hmm. so in the same way that like in game week 1 you know you might think like pedro neto is like the player that everyone is going to want this year and so you might have him when no one would really have pedro neto now um mm. there's a lot of that going on so yeah. there you're saying there's a lot of bruno fernandez holdovers before they realize yes. that all of his flavor was about to be chomped i bet every team right. in the zombie league probably has bruno fernandez Woo! yeah and i, yeah, I would I, say yeah i still have bruno fernandez in the regular league Uh oh <laughs> Oh no oh no <laughs> um are you are you a holdout or is that a specific is that a choice no i think i'm gonna wild card before the next game week and wow we get him heard it here first that's the plan as of right now it kind of depends on how the international break goes if any of the players that i want get injured i might reconsider but um we'll see wow yeah um wow um speaking of teams getting into players should we just go ahead and uh take a look at yours rob do you want to like walk us through your i love every one of my boys um except for the ones that i will inevitably substitute um yes this week not to name any names, Luca Dean. Oh, you heard it um, here first. The Everton <laughs> boys are getting dropped. <laughs> well, I uh, I have been um, really happy with my team. The way that it started out, I got some folks on a whim just because I wanted to be um, different than other folks. So I, I didn't get Salah in the beginning, which was a bad move. And I did not get Fernandez in the, in the beginning, which ended up being fine. Um, and I have stuck to uh, just one rule, which is that I don't want to get any Manchester United players ever. Um, so I haven't done that. Um, and I, uh, most of my players have been from interesting teams. Like I would say, I don't watch, Lester very much I don't for some reason they're just never really on my radar but some of my biggest uh scorers have been from Leicester um I have a, a defender named Amarty who has normally done pretty well and then Jamie Vardy I think is quite underrated I mean yeah. it's it seems like every week he gets one to two goals and I, 
this week I just decided I was going to captain him, even though I'd had Salah for a few weeks and I'd been, of course, captaining him. And I am so thankful uh, for Vardy's consistency. I think he might be, y'all know more about this than I do. I think he might be kind of a boring player, but he really puts a lot of points up. No, he, um, so from a fantasy perspective, he's the second highest producing forward in the game behind Mikel Antonio. Um, and after them, it's not really even close, um, yeah. which is something that I think would normally get a lot of attention. But because Leicester have been underperforming as a team so far this year, um, Jamie Vardy's individual production, I feel like, has gone pretty unnoticed. And so you having Jamie Vardy, first of all, is kind of pulling one over on the rest of the field there. And then oh, captaining him this captaining him this week was like absolutely galaxy brain stuff. So it was great. It was great. I was yeah. so happy. I was um, uh, that was one of the games that I watched uh, William Spicer and I watched that game together and I was able to see that goal happen in real time. And it was mm, chef's kiss. Just yeah. beautiful. Love to see it. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I've got. That's exciting. So the other uh, the other forward that I've got that I think is really exciting is uh, Alain Saint-Maximin from France, who is playing at Newcastle. Um, I'm really excited about him, mostly because I think that he looks incredible at all times um, and he is incredibly dynamic. He's really fun to watch. And I also love to have a reason to like Newcastle. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about this, Evan, but I think Rob's front three is like a fantasy dream of Jimenez, Vardy, and St. Maximin. Like, that's such a strong front three right now. If you're that's not gonna very have, good. If you're not going to have Lukaku or Ronaldo, yeah. then that's those are people you want, I think. And that's yeah. not to say I didn't try to get Lukaku, because I did, but I didn't realize how um, relatively cheap Jimenez and St. Maximin yeah. are. They're pretty inexpensive folks. Yeah. Yeah, I think those three forwards that you have, people have been kind of gravitating towards lately, especially Vardy and now Jimenez off of another good week. I think people will be bringing in all three of your forwards that's to some mm-hmm. degree. So I think you've done well. You like you've you've picked some some solid players. Um, that I am have, so happy know, to gone have under the radar. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm so happy to to have a reason to root for Jimenez. I think yeah, that totally. the fact I, I was reading about him um, uh, last week while uh, while watching the the amazing Wolves game, uh, the their amazing one zero win um, last week, and then again, um, you know, obviously they had a great win yesterday as well, but um, that bandage that he wears he's going to have to wear it for life he's going to have to wear it for the his rest of his football career I he's think going to wear it, that yeah. bandage and that's crazy that apparently it was just basically a miracle that he survived that skull fracture i'm just and then to see him get that goal his first goal since the injury it was magic it was real yeah. magic i was watching yeah. that game too that was so exciting I don't know how, about you guys, but I had totally forgotten because he was out of the league for all of last year, just how Raul Jimenez looks when he's playing. He like, he looks like a wolf. He's just yes. like bigger. He's both like 
he's both like faster and bigger than everyone around him. It always seems like, and maybe that's because he plays for wolves and wolves have a bunch of small players on their team, but yeah. like he, he just looks like a man among boys whenever he's playing. It's really remarkable. Mm-hmm. And even this last game week, I'm trying to remember who, did, maybe it was Newcastle. Who did they beat? They beat somebody. They beat Newcastle. One. Yeah. Um, And uh, even this match, I think, was really exciting because it wasn't even just the Jimenez show. I mean, he had two awesome assists, giving it to the other uh, another Wolves player that I I really am wanting now. Um, Huang, I think it's Huang He Chan or something. He Chan, yeah. Um, who is awesome and who had some amazing shots on goal. And I mean, obviously two goals, which is massive. And I don't think anybody in our league had, had Huang. Um, no, no, I don't, I don't but, think hardly anyone in the game has him. I think. Oh, yeah. Wow. It, um, I, I do not think that I, um, that I planned on really liking the wolves. Um, and like, like the Jersey commissioner said, I mean, the logo does look like an esports logo, um, <laughs> which it is partially. That's right. That's right. But, um, but for some reason they just have got a lot of likable folks on that team. I want them to do well and maybe they will. Yeah. We can only hope. Yeah. Mm. There's this amazing, I don't know if any of you or either of you saw it, but, um, there's this amazing clip of the, um, Korean broadcast of the wolves game when Huang Hee Chan scored Oh my goodness. It's just like the best commentary you have ever heard. Cause they're just like screaming his name for 45 seconds. It was oh, incredible. So cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. That was a really exciting thing to see. Um, I don't know. I, I want to know what y'all thought was exciting about this game week, because there was a lot that I didn't get to watch just because I was kind of out and about most of the weekend, but what was y'all's favorite game to watch? I'm assuming at least one of you had to have watched Liverpool Man City. Yeah, I watched the second half of that game, uh, which was the best half of soccer I've seen. Apparently, it, Woo. it uh, and not not ever, but definitely this year. Um, uh, and it was the better half of the two halves, I think. So I'm glad that I got to see that one. But uh, yeah, that was just an incredible, incredible half for the way that both teams were just at the top of their game. Mo Salah's goal is probably going to be the goal of the season, I think. Um, I read that. I read that somewhere, but I, I still have not seen, uh, you know, a clip. Can 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 you give me the rundown on what happened? Um, Evan, do you want to describe it or do you want me to? Um, basically, he's got the ball at, uh, so the top, so if he's, if you're looking at the goal, it's the top right of the box, but just outside of it. He shimmies away from a couple defenders with the ball. So somehow he manages out of that. Then he uh, breaks towards the goal line. Or he's or he's coming in, I think, and he like fakes like he's going to go out to the outer part of the box and then like cuts back in and just leaves Cancelo. Is it Cancelo? Uh yeah, Cancelo was, was involved. I can't remember. Who. He just completely burned one of them. Went down the, went uh kind of down the right hand side of the box and um like hits it with his right foot and curls it into the to the far post. Um, 
you have to watch it to see it. Just it's just one of those classic Mo Salah goals. One that mm. uh, kind of reminds you of Messi, but mm. maybe a little less, um, a little less like like slow curving around people, and more of like kind of fast, mm. like a, a faster version master of it. at work yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the kind of goal where you want to watch it and then make sure you watch it slowed down because at least when I was watching it at regular speed, I thought he was like totally out of control and like just basically blundered through all of these people. But when you watch it slow down, he's like constructing every move that he's making in that setup. It's wild. Yeah. So um, cool. Yeah. Evan, what about you? What was your favorite game or what game did you enjoy watching this weekend? Well, obviously I watched the Everton United game. I That's, I was at uh, I was celebrating my brother's wedding for most of and I was traveling so I didn't get to see much of anything really except um, I did you know carefully watch the Everton United game um, from about 30 to 40 minutes on um, and yeah I think we looked we looked pretty good considering we had a bunch of injuries and then um, just honestly that goal that we scored was something that we have not scored in a very long time. Uh, I mean, Damari Gray um, getting it on the touchline around the halfway point and like basically shoving a United defender off the ball um, and then breaking down the line, passing it to Decore and then Decore tucking it inside and hitting it out to Townsend. And it was just an incredible break. Um, I, I, my brother, it was the morning before my brother's wedding and he had already woken up and he was watching. And then I came down and I was watching and we saw that goal happen. And I, I had my cup of tea and I like jumped off the couch and I was like running around the living room. <laughs> I had to spill it. It was incredible. Nice. Um, yeah, I was so excited, very happy. Um, yeah, that was a lot, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad we were able to just stick it out. It, we almost had a, a game winner. <laughs> by our uh, good old Yerry Mina, but uh, unfortunately it uh, didn't didn't work quite that uh, well. But it was a fun game all around. I think there was a lot of good games, um, even besides those two. Um, what does yeah. it what does it make you think for the future of the club uh, as far as this season goes? Like what if Everton can tie with I would say the biggest, probably the one of the biggest powerhouses in soccer right now i mean what does that make you feel like for the club with a depleted squad no less right wait yeah. not a depleted squad or united had a yeah depleted. no Everton. we did we were missing richarlison and dominic calvert lewin oh. so our like our two main scorers you yeah, know the heavy hitters and yeah, they so, and I, to my knowledge i know united pulled um you know he who he who must not be named he who must be obeyed they um <laughs> They pulled him after like eight minutes or something. Well, he, yeah, he didn't start and he didn't, he come on later in the game. Is that right? Yeah. 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 He came on late in the game. Yeah. He didn't start. Um, Sancho didn't start. Pogba didn't start. Pogba's hair was crazy. Yeah. Did you see it? it I thought wild. it was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh. It's pretty neat. Describe I've never it. seen anything like I can't. I honestly can't. Yeah, I don't think I really can either. It's like 
yeah it's not like a to do a cheeky google it's not a normal like it's not like a classic like haircut style it's just kind of like um it's i would guess braided in certain formations yeah and he also he colored it blue and white and red i think it felt very avant-garde yeah um evan just before we leave this game of those three Everton yeah. midfielders, Decore, Gray, and Townsend, if one were to pick up one of them as a fantasy asset, who would you suggest? Ooh. Um, it's tough. Probably either Decore or Gray. Really? Yeah. Why? Why so? Um, I don't think I'd pick Townsend just because he is a little bit older. Um, I think he is probably most likely to get rotated, but I don't know. He's playing very well. So that's like just Townsend is who scored, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I would pick the other two, but just slightly above him. Just, just slightly, but they're all cheap. They're all cheap. Yeah, I think I may I may be looking to do that when I wild card. I don't. I honestly don't know. I'd bring any of them in though. Um, even even for like high five, like a five six or five seven. Yeah, I guess maybe I would. That's because so we have we have West Ham, Watford, Wolves. Those are all pretty good. Yeah, this, this seems like Homer. This seems like classic Homer pessimism. <laughs> yeah, I I try to stay away from Everton players. <laughs> it hurts too much wow it hurts too much just sometimes. some really uh opposite philosophies in our league <laughs> I, I, honestly i might i might have to get it i might have i might have to get one of them um i don't know we'll see we'll see let's move on from everton let's talk more about rob yeah let's talk about rob's midfield so rob in the midfield you've got um son rafinha salah and Zaha currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm trying to keep the, my streak alive of uh, only having, with the exception of Jamie Vardy, of people that I think look incredibly cool. So oh, the midfield, I think, is, I mean, I would honestly say one of the coolest looking midfields in uh, in fantasy soccer. So, I, I, I mean, obviously, Son has got a classic look. He looks incredible. Um, and Rafinha is, um, he's amazing. He he. He looks like a uh, like a ninja turtle or something, um, and I love the way that he plays. And I which think uh, that, which ninja turtle would he be? Ooh, well, his starts with Raf. So I, I mean, <laughs> oh, that's true. There's, there's a pretty simple answer there, and Good not point. to mention, I think that he would do pretty well with some side daggers. If he's if he's Raphael, does that make Bielsa Master Splinter? <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. yes, please. Yes, please. All right. Who are the other ones? Um, Salah, who obviously looks incredible. Um, he's got great hair. He looks amazing. And then Zaha, who I'll be very honest, I I don't watch Crystal Palace that much, but I feel like I hear everybody talk about Zaha all the time. And Zaha was the person that I ended up getting with my free transfer when I uh, realized that I could not even remotely afford Lukaku. Mm. Um, then I got Zaha because I said, 
Well, Taylor and Evan seem to talk about him a lot. So I want, I need y'all to tell me about Zaha. I love Wilfred Zaha as a player. Like he is top three or four players for me in the premier league. Uh, not in terms of like his skill necessarily, but in terms of the enjoyment I get out of watching him play. Mm. Uh, he's just so much fun. He is like just the right mixture of like, um, like, I don't know, like aggressive and like petulant and, like mm-hmm. intelligent with the way that he plays. It's just like, so it's this perfect storm of, of things. And he is like kind of careless with the ball, but in a way that's really cool. I think Ooh, um, I like that. <laughs> we love to see a, it's cool a real kid. bad boy, a cool kid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. So, and he's the, the kind of player who is always touted as being too good for crystal palace, but never got the move away that I think a lot of people think that he probably needed to take his game to the next level. Um, and so there's a lot of sympathy, I think, for him there. Um, from Although, a fantasy to be pers- fair to Crystal Palace, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, totally. From a fantasy perspective, he, I really want, like I had him in my team last year for quite a long time, probably too long. Um, and Crystal Palace were just abysmal last year. They stayed mm-hmm. up, but they they hardly scored any goals. Roy Hodgson was their manager and they were just playing just absolutely stodgy defensive soccer Ugh. game in and game out. And it's just totally different this year. And Zaha is now like a really viable fantasy pick, I think, because of the kind of attacking soccer that they're playing. And he's taking penalties now. Oh, I love to hear that. Yeah. Evan, did you want to add anything? You had a you had a look on your I, face when I started on my Zaha screed. I I could not add any more to that. <laughs> but I will not try. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, that's my midfield, and actually, I, I actually have kind of a hard time deciding, um, deciding, you know, who to start in that. I, well, I also have uh, Gilmore in in Norwich, who I obviously um, do not start. Um, I would love for Norwich to get a win. Oh heavens, I would love for Norwich <laughs> to get a win. It would be. It would. I'm be, sure they would too. It would be. A futile, <laughs> it would be a futile win. I think. Uh, whatever. Whatever happens. Yeah. Um, I. I think. I well, honestly, I kind of want them to go through the league with zero points. What? That would be. So I want to see. I just want to see it done. <laughs> it's less. It's so less. Of, I just it's less about it punishing them. It's less about punishing them. It's more about just. Wow, that would be kind of crazy. Well, let's dig into that. Are there any, <laughs> uh, y'all know more than I do. Are there any redeeming qualities at Norwich? Yeah, they're, they're great. They Daniel, got cool colors. Daniel yeah, Farker's hair. Yes. Okay. So are there any, are there any redeeming qualities that are not aesthetic at Norwich? Uh, I'm sure. But are there, if, if you're asking, are there any like football quality related redeemable aspects i would say no i mean billy, oh, billy gilmore they are absolutely one. terrible billy gilmore is the only one he's the All only right. player good we're salvaging know. on that team i think oh heavens yeah it's not right. good it's not looking good I just uh well to there have is max aarons max aarons you could get max aarons but he's not going to get you anything he's not going to get you any assists definitely yeah. not any clean sheets so yeah yeah I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You're really not going to have any luck if you try to get a Norwich player. Mm, yeah, Rob. I think I think that's something 
Because your fantasy team overall is like extremely well set up, I would say. Uh, with the exception of your bench players, I think you could maybe over the next couple weeks, like swap out some like like for likes at the same price value and just get some players who actually play, you know, on your bench. I, I, I have thought the same thing. I, I, uh, I would love to get, uh, I would love to get Gilmore out. And originally I was thinking that I needed to get James white out, but then he got a lot of, I mean, sorry. Hold ben up. White. Ben yeah. White. Ben white. Don't get, yeah. You can't get rid of him, but I can't get rid of him because He's actually done pretty well after a couple of pretty bad games. I think I got him in the beginning on Evan's um, um, impassioned <laughs> uh, defense of Arsenal's defense. Yes, which, you did which so well. Out, holding wait, the well, well, and and it started out, and I and I said, "Oh no, he was wrong." And now it seems like you were playing the long game, and you were right all along. I just want to point out: six weeks into the season is not the long game. <laughs> For seven weeks in, first of seven, all, seven weeks. <laughs> one si- like yeah, and he had and uh, Arsenal have three clean sheets. Okay, the other four games that they played were Spurs, City, Chelsea, and Brentford, who actually look surprisingly good. So. And it looks like they've got some pretty Look, okay fixtures I, coming up. I know I mean, that seven seven weeks isn't the long game, but I had my eyes on as soon as they get done with City and Chelsea, uh, City and Chelsea and City, then their run of fixtures looks pretty good. And since then, they've had three out of four. So, no, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm just giving you a hard time. I no, I, I know. I, I like it when you rile me up. <laughs> I'm a, I myself am thinking Especially about getting right. Ben White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh man, that's exactly right. Feel the rush. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Live podcasting. I wish, I wish I wish we had like those radio drops, and we could just uh, play, and we could play Blur. We could just play Blur. Hey, maybe Jay can put that in post. Hey, Jay, will you put that in post? Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, wow, where yeah, do we go that, now? That's my midfield. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. My my defense is something that I uh, obviously we've talked about a little bit. I need I definitely need y'all's help on. I I had I got had Luca Dean. I don't, is it Deanya? Dean, Dean, just Dean, Luca Dean. Um, I have Luca Dean who ha- has not given me has not done terribly well. Um, And then I also got Marsal from the wolves just because I just wanted to just wanted another wolves player. Um, And then uh, on my bench right now, I have Trent Alexander Arnold, who I would is normally my kind of big name in the back. Um, But he is obviously not here for the next, uh, I guess, couple of weeks. Um, Or how long, I don't know. How long do we think, how long do we have before he comes back? I don't know. I'm not sure. If you okay, here's a here's a pro tip um, for injuries. Keep an eye on um, Ben Dennery is his name, and he tracks. Um, I don't know if we've shared this on the podcast. This is a great fantasy resource, or just for keeping up with injured players. Ben Dennery has a um, 
a website called like premier injuries or something. And there's, and he keeps track of all the injuries for each team. Um, and he has a much better like um, view of when players could return. So. Yeah. And keep in mind that the, there won't be any premier league games this weekend because it's international break. And so he's got two weeks to recover. So it's totally got extra time to rest. So I definitely wouldn't worry about transferring him out right now just to see like maybe what happens over the next week and a half or whatever. And, um, and then maybe make up your mind. Yeah. Cause yeah, you could, you could recover, but I don't know. I've, I was hearing, you know, they were kind of being secretive about it, that it might have been worse than they thought, but I don't know. Might not be too terrible. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what do you both think about as a slightly less expensive alternative? Not that you need to do this, Rob, but I, I was thinking about this for myself as I'm uh, forecasting my possible wild card. Um, what do you think about Andy Robertson as the as a slightly less expensive replacement? He started the last two games, I'm pretty sure, and he seems like back in the starting lineup pretty solidly. Yeah, that, I don't I don't hate it. That's Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I don't hate it. Maybe I should. I think that's I, pretty decent. I feel like I probably should be getting I, I guess defense is one area where it's pretty important to you to have great teams. Um, it matters where, because I think with strikers, you know, they get lucky every once in a while and, and bad teams can score on good teams and things like that. But in right. defense, it might be more important to, I guess, have a lot of great, great teams. That's a really good point. I mean, um, I mean, obviously you're relying on clean sheet points or at least that's what you're hoping for. And so, yeah, it does depend a lot on the team. Whereas Jamie Vardy can get a, uh, you know, get a fluke tap in goal and he gets, and he gets like seven, eight points. So, yeah, no, that's very astute. Um, so, yeah, I think so the I other... Should be, I should be doubling up on Liverpool, folks. Well, um, I think the another option that you might want to look at if you're looking to get rid of Trent Alexander-Arnold is, uh, I would say, maybe a Rudiger from Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea is obviously an incredible team, and especially... Um, good defensively, I would say. Um, and they have a lot of uh, easier fixtures coming up. So um, another another solid option there. Especially if you're looking – if you're getting rid of Luca Dean, that might be a good like-for-like like right there too. Yeah, because they're fairly similar in price point, I would think. Yeah, there's a, there's a few. There's a few players on Chelsea's defense. Although I don't know – I think Ben Chilwell might be back. Um, he played um, – but so. that, but that was also he played, and I think he started. But first of all, he didn't play that well. I didn't think from what I saw, and huh. he that was also like very much a uh, in a lot of places like start the start the B team kind of game for them. Um, and so I don't know how much conclu- of a conclusion I would draw from him starting. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'm looking at it now. I could get, I could get Diego Silva. You could. Yeah. He's a, a little bit less nailed on to start than Rudiger. Like he's kind of in and out with Christensen sometimes, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Okay. So the thing with Chelsea is just that it's a little bit harder to predict who is going to 
play in any given game. Uh, I'm scrolling and I'm yeah. scrolling and I can already feel myself falling into falling into the old trap because uh, I've just scrolled over. Um, I've just <laughs> I've just scrolled over Matt Ritchie, who is my favorite defender at Newcastle. Um, <laughs> oh, and uh, why do you love Matt Ritchie? Oh, because he's always so angry and, um, <laughs> and he's always yelling at everybody all the time. He's just this angry, ruddy Scottish boy. Wow. Um, Scottish man, I should say, because he's, uh, he's a little older. Um, and I just, I love to see him on the pitch. I love to see him yelling at everybody and I just wanted to have him on my team, but yeah. um, he's incredibly inexpensive and uh, I can't oh, yeah. imagine Newcastle is going to have too many more clean sheets. So I should probably, I should yeah. probably skip over that one, but I do. I really love him. Yeah. I would, whatever you do, I would wait for a while to just see, feel out what the injury situation with Trent Alexander Arnold is going to be till the mm. end of the, till the end of the break. That would be my suggestion. Mm. Yeah. Lots of good options though. Even if you do go with Matt Ritchie, uh, you could save some money and just, have fun with them on you can just leave them on the bench <laughs> upgrade <laughs> elsewhere the bench but and then uh and then um make sure that i bench boost when i feel like he's gonna have a great yeah. game how do we know when to bench boost oh wow evan um when when you think you have a full playing bench I you can do it do it whenever honestly that's that's one where i'm just just play it whenever. As long as you have like a full playing bench, you, it'll be fine. Yeah. Just because the most you're going to, I mean, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you're going to get maybe an extra 15, 20 that, points. If you're lucky. That, that would be a great week with bench boost. Right. That's what I'm saying. If you're lucky, a, a good week would be like 10 extra points. That's good. Yeah. But in the context in the context of a season where you will accrue over two thousand points, it's yeah, like absolutely ridiculous. Pretty minuscule. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, I would say I, I wouldn't say to worry about it. But uh, as you're building your team, if you find yourself with a solid binge and they're all you think they're all going to play, and a couple of them have decent fixtures, just pull the trigger and hope for the best. Um, so can oh sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I, I, I had time. a <laughs> thank you. I feel so welcomed. And again, I can't, I love, I love the wigs and I love the outfits. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, um, oh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh dear. Oh dear. Wow. Ron. Hey! Just, just, just yanked the mic out of Evan's hand and didn't have a single thing to say for yourself. Oh, Jay, no. Jay, fix this. Jay, yeah, fix Jay, where this. are you? Come on. Fix this in post, Jay. Jay, are you, uh, Evan, what were you going to say? I was going to ask Rob um, a little bit more of a, a big picture question. Um, this is more of like a journalistic, how does this make you feel type of question. Um, so uh, in the beginning, uh, you kind of got off to like a somewhat of a rock, rocky start, I would say. Still trying to figure things out. New to the league, new to fantasy Premier League for the most part. Um, and now you've like, seems like you figured something out. Um, I don't know if something clicked or maybe you just had a couple of good weeks, um, but it definitely looking at your team seems like you've got a good solid uh, base of a team. 
Um, so hopefully that will continue. But do you like what do you attribute to you know your your rise over the last couple of weeks? Um, you hitting your stride. What has that come down to? Is that like a strategy thing? Is that um, well, I listen to this great podcast. <laughs> okay. Other than that, because obviously that's, but that's going to help everybody. Yeah. What, what are you doing specifically, Rob, that, uh, that you think has, has helped um, and how I, do you feel? I, so I think the thing that I'm excited about is that I think when I drafted for, or I, I don't know, it's called something different, I guess, in, in this, whenever, whenever I picked the team in the beginning, then I, um, hadn't paid a ton of attention last season. I didn't really know what was what I was still looking for Leroy Sané, even though he'd been out of the premier league for uh, a couple of years at that point. Um, <laughs> he's and, playing very uh, well at Bayern Munich though. I will I say know, I, he's so great. Um, but, uh, I think that what it was in the beginning was I was trying to pick players that everybody else was picking. Um, and then the season started and I got really excited about waking up early and watching games. And the games that I watched had to do with the teams that I was, was starting to really like um, your Leeds and your Newcastles and Wolves. Um, so I started watching a lot of those games and I started to kind of pick out players that I thought were exciting or fun. Um, and I went with those players that I just liked and um, and I think that that ended up really working out somehow because, um, I, I don't know why, but I think that, you know, pulling up Jimenez and then, and then, you know, pulling up somebody like St. Maximin, um, and Rafinha, I think getting those folks on the team, it gave a kind of weird electricity to the squad that every time I watch a game, there is a chance for one of those guys to just absolutely go off. And that makes watching those matches so exciting. Yeah. Love that. Love that answer. What you're describing is my favorite way of playing the game, which is uh, it's not necessarily always the most successful, but it's in my opinion, the most fun, which is you like pick players that you want to see succeed and that you enjoy watching in real life. And maybe you and like, there's like fantasy statistical, like, you know, knowledge that's informing those decisions, but ultimately it's about like, you know, getting players that you like and that you think are good and wanting to root for those players in real life, Mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah. And I think that in doing that has kind of reinforced my, you know, excitement about, you know, waking up early on Saturdays and watching those early games and, um, you know, nothing's happening in my life at 6.30 a.m. on Saturday. So I almost always am able to watch at least one full match of soccer every week. And um, I also like not really getting to choose which one that is and kind of being forced to sit through 90 minutes of like Watford and Burnley or whoever. um, (laughs) And then, you know, learning about a bunch of folks that I would have absolutely never never thought about and i like watford i think that watford is cool i um i picked up watford's uh keeper ben foster who i think is awesome yeah i thought that was actually i was gonna comment on that was you have an interesting keeper setup which i think is pretty successful in that you have sanchez who is kind of a fantasy favorite keeper and is very cheap 
at 4.5. And then you also have another starting keeper at 4.0, which who's Ben Foster, who, I mean, regardless of how good their teams are, good or bad their teams are, having two starting keepers in your team is always nice because you can toggle between them based on fixtures and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Although but, I'll be honest, I, I have not even considered pulling Sanchez once. I mean, yeah. he's had, he's had a lot of great matches. Um, and I don't even know when I, w- I guess I haven't checked on, um, on his fixtures, but oh, he's got some tough ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll probably pull him for the man city game. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't. Yeah, uh, might won't be a good idea. On depending on depending on who Watford is playing, you know, if Watford is playing like Leeds or someone, then maybe not. But oh, that's right. Honestly, that's right. though, Leeds keep him in. Yeah, keep, keep so, Foster. That, put Foster was, in for Leeds. Leeds so, Leeds is disappointing, huh? It, that's what I was going to ask. And also, I remembered what I was going to say before. But I oh, but great. first, I want to ask you, um, how do we feel about fan favorite? last season from what i can gather and i started rolling on the train got super excited about them loved patrick bamford and and the and luke ailing who looks like he would play at a rastafarian i don't know um or and then uh and he definitely looks like he like he has worked at climb nashville at some (laughs) (laughs) yes and um (laughs) And, uh, and then obviously I love Rafinha um, and I play him and, and he, he does, he does very well, but um, what, what has happened? I mean, does it doesn't seem like they've lost the players or, or, or is there a big star that has gone from last season or something? Why are they not as good? Evan, do you want to take that one? I, I don't know. Uh, my guess Did is other that teams figure them out. Uh, they, I, that's what I was going to say. I think that's what it is. They've been in the league for a year. Everybody's played them twice um so they kind of know how to roll with it and also it's hard to replicate uh the way they play i mean i don't know it's kind of hard to replicate that same season uh so what do you think taylor yeah i think i honestly don't think it's what's happening to them is unnatural i think it's very natural in the sense of like it's easy to have one season of being in you know the top 10 i don't remember what place they finished in last year but it was probably like not eighth or ninth or something like that um like it's one thing to have that kind of a season and it's another thing to like sustain that level of play to like become like one of those mid table like solidly upper mid table teams um is like a totally different prospect and it has less to do with it seems to me like you know having a certain play style and it has more to do with like the kinds of level of players that you have, the kind of um, funding that gets distributed across the team in all positions and not just having like a Rafinha and not just having a Calvin Phillips who are like kind of all-star players, uh, but having that across the entire team. Um, And so I think it's not totally unexpected for me. I really wish that they were playing as well as they played last year, but um to see them finish, you know, like in a 15th or seventh, like 14th place this year, I don't think is that should, should feel that weird just because that kind of feels like a, a natural place for them to end up mm-hmm. weirdly, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I can I get a gut check on which three uh, y'all think are going to get relegated. Oh yeah. Good question. Easy. Easy. It is Norwich. Oh, Burnley. Oh. 
And uh, oh, who is it? I was talking to my brother about this over the weekend. Norwich, Burnley, and I hope you don't say Newcastle, but I think you might. Yeah, I might. Um, yeah, Newcastle. Really? Oh. What do you Sad. think, Rob? I would love. I've watched a lot of Newcastle uh, matches just because they've been available, and I think they have the best uh, jerseys, and I think that they have the coolest players. And I hope that they don't. But boy, if they just gotta get a win, just please one win. They seem to they seem to tie a lot. Yeah, I think for me, for me, it's Norwich. I'm torn between Burnley and Watford. I think there's still a chance that Watford, especially having sacked their manager, hired Claudio Ranieri today. Um, oh wow! Yeah, That's some big news. Wait, hold up. What happened? I, I was not paying attention. They um, sacked um, Cisco Munez. Did they? And they hired Claudio Ranieri today. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how that will go. I think there's a chance they go down. I think Southampton will go down though. Oh yeah. Wow. It was between them. It was between Southampton and Newcastle for me. I think I, New- here's the thing, Rob. Southampton feels so much like an institution. Yeah, they're just like, I don't know. They're they're not winning like the one the one o games that you kind of need to win, you know. They're they're losing those games as opposed to eking out wins. So I don't know. Oof. I kind of think I I have a a gut feeling that if Newcastle gets relegated, that might be a good thing for them because then maybe Mike Ashley will sell the club. Finally, yeah, which would be That's... which would be overall a win. I think. I'm not I'm not rooting against Newcastle. I'm rooting against Mike Ashley. Yeah. He needs he needs to be done with owning that club. So, um, Rob, who do you think is going to be relegated? Time for a little gut check. Oh, I, I mean, I, the reason I was asking you guys was that so that I could copy uh, copy y'all whenever anybody asked me that question. So, <laughs> well, you could just do you could just do Norwich and then copy and paste whoever you want else in there. Yeah, so I mean, that I, I you that, Norwich and Burnley have to be involved. Yeah, uh, Burnley I, I mean, has to. I'm so done with Burnley. Yeah, I, I so think Burnley I mean, is probably. But you, you being done with Burnley and Burnley going down are two different things. <laughs> Burnley look like, pardon my French, but Burnley look like ass. <laughs> wow. No. I, I, this is this might be a boring question. Jay can edit this out, but I, this is what I was going to ask before that I forgot. It might be a boring question, but do is there can players change their starting? Um, value in fantasy like 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 let's say i got rafinha at five six or however much he was um, yeah can he move like if i get rid of him and he, let's say he's moved up to like eight or something then do i get that much money back no you, you get, only get what you paid for no you do make money but it's only i think it's half I think it, they have to move up twice. They have to get bumped up twice for you to get point one. Does that make sense? I see. Yeah. Yeah. That's with so the idea, with the idea being, it discourages people from just like accruing a bunch of yeah, accruing <laughs> a bunch of people by flipping them. Um, well, yeah. I don't. That's interesting though, because that just seems like a fun way to play the game. 
<laughs> of just flipping yeah. flipping players, you know? I mean, because that still takes skill too, you know, saying, well, this person's not valued now, but I bet they're going to be valued later. No, totally. And you can still do yeah. that. It just takes a lot longer. Mm. Like it has to kind of happen over the course of the season as opposed to like happening week to week. So it isn't like, okay, so Huang um, He-Chan scored two goals and now we're all going to pick him up. And I'm sure he was like four or five in the beginning of the season or something, something really low. Um, and, but after that one week, he doesn't go up to like 8 million or something. No, it can only go up by 0.3 million oh. per week. There can only be three price changes per week. So they go up 0.1 each price change and they can only have three of them per week. So it slows it down a little bit. That's good to know. Okay, well, that's that's good to know. And it might be good on the podcast just in case people are confused about that. And yeah. um, and in case people thought that they were going to start their own sort of mini uh, player <laughs> flipping business. Your own, your, own little, <laughs> your own little love it or leave it. HGTV <laughs> <laughs> renovation drama. <laughs> yeah, flip or flop. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, great. Great. Uh, Rob, is there anything else you wanted to say about your team? Any um, kind of parting thoughts you wanted to impart to us and to the to the listeners? Well, I wanted to say watch the throne first of all. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm just okay. kidding. Um, I, I, when I say watch the throne, I don't mean because I'm coming. I really mean because Eli Estes for the last for the last three weeks has got like 300 points or something. So. Um, I think that he's the one that, that we should be, uh, that we should be asking about, you know, he's, uh, he's doing really, really well. Yeah. But I, I am also interested in, um, the, uh, shove it at the very top of the table. I don't feel like they've had especially great weeks the last few weeks, but they're still so far ahead. How is that possible? Just doing enough, you know? Yeah. Just doing enough. Yeah. They're so far ahead. You don't have to be the fastest yep. walrus. You yep, just have to right. be the <laughs> walrus that's faster than the walrus behind you. That's right. That's the when phrase. the shark when the shark is coming to try to eat the walrus. Yep. Yep. And that's the end of it, the way that we always say it. Yeah. I mean that's that's just like <laughs> the cl- classic phrase. Yeah. Um Rob, can I ask you a question about your Man City fandom? Yes. Um, I want, just since uh, this, for some of the people listening will be kind of an introduction to you, I wanted to maybe ask you, first of all, how did you get started following Man City? And then, like, how has your, like, relationship to that club, like, changed or strengthened over time? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, um, when I was about 15, that I was deeply into Oasis and those boys were those two, uh, those inbred twins, um, <laughs> Liam and Noel Gallagher. Wow. Uh, Spicy. They, they <laughs> Jake cut that out. I, I don't even know. <laughs> what that, it. That's what does that even mean? <laughs> um, they, they used to always wear Manchester city um, outfits and then have Manchester city, guitars and that was just what they were all about and i had always been really attached to manchester as a place um and i just decided to choose city and 
so I started following them. It ended up being a pretty good decision because they won a lot of times in a row. And, um, and it's actually only been about this year when I've really dived back into Premier League that I've started to kind of reevaluate um, and think more about which clubs I really like. And I'm not, I, I, I think that I'm probably not necessarily a Man City fan anymore. And when I first felt that, then it was when they won the premiership last year and I didn't feel anything. Um, and it was that coupled with me learning more about, you know, <laughs> their sponsors and sort of where the money comes from. And it, it made me feel like I, I, it wasn't something that I could be all the way behind. Whereas when I saw Jimenez score that goal last week, I felt so emotional and so excited about it. And so as of now, I'm, I'm definitely unaffiliated, I would say, but I really enjoy uh, a couple of players on Wolves. I really enjoy when Newcastle play well. I really enjoy when Leeds play well. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where I'm at anymore. I'm, I'm waiting for the season to teach me which team, um, which team I like best, much like um, when Taylor um, watches the season and then decides that he is a Chelsea fan. <laughs> It always comes and still back. Won't, and still won't admit it. And <laughs> still won't admit it. But that's okay. What a great heart to heart, Rob. I'm, I'm yeah. honestly, uh, this has been this has been very pleasant to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's really interesting to hear because I I feel like a lot of like American soccer fans in particular can identify with that story oh, yeah. of like, you know, I ha- I had a I have a very similar experience in like baseball right with the Yankees where as an adolescent you like grow up a Derek Jeter fan and then it becomes like a thing that you have to like defend being a Yankees fan uh, that you don't necessarily want to be attached to anymore wholeheartedly but that nevertheless you like are kind of like in this cycle now and it's difficult to get out so I can I can sympathize and I think a lot of American soccer fans choose you know, to support a team very early on, maybe before they've really kind of considered everything that that means. Um, not that you will not be a Man City fan. I'm just saying that like that relationship changes right. over time. And it should be said that I, I, there are Man City players that I absolutely love. I mean, KDB is, is probably my favorite soccer player uh, that's going, you know. Um, I love everything that he, just the everything that he seems to, um, produce on the field, like whether that's directly or indirectly, I think is incredible. Um, and I also love, I know that Evan doesn't like him. Evan's done with him, but I love Pep. I think he, he looks great. I, I love him too. Dresses, I think that he dresses better than anybody else. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I like him a lot. I love him now more than ever. Honestly, mm. I think we're I, getting, I, wow. I think I cannot getting, believe this. I think we're getting absolutely peak Pep Guardiola, both from a like clothing perspective and from a like entertainment perspective. Yeah. And it's I mean, so they're, the, they're the best team in the league. They're, they're the best team in the league. Maybe tough to say, but I mean, they are, I mean, I mean, they, I'm trying to remember they played Chelsea last week, right? Yeah. They beat Who, Chelsea and, and, and Chelsea was touted as being the best team in the league. So they beat 
who people thought were the best team in the league, so they must be better. But they didn't Easy. beat but they didn't beat Liverpool, which I think maybe is another team that people would put up there. Uh, they tied yeah. them. That's right. That's right. So yeah. I don't know. That's that's it, tough to say. Only that's is that's not for us to decide. Wow. Wait, y'all are the I experts. Mean, with yeah, but yeah, but uh, there's a reason this uh, season is 38 games long. And there's a re- and there's a reason why these experts have probably a listenership of five listeners per week. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I would say more. There's 14 people in the or 13. 11. I don't remember. Okay, two of them are us, <laughs> including so us. That would be so. Would be nine listeners. <laughs> if everyone listened, which not they even don't. double digits. I guarantee yeah. you, my brothers don't listen. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I do not expect everyone to listen. Especially every week, like. Oh, I listen every week. It's what I do while I mow. Wow. It is so fun. Oh, that's awesome. That that's is a, a great, that is a that's great, a great mental activity. image. Oh, I learn. I learn. Uh, I learn so much while I mow. Can I? Can I just say I was actually I had this thought earlier this week. Um, there are, and this this is an address I want to make to you, the listener. Uh. <laughs> There are a million different podcasts out there that are all talking about the same shit. There's a million podcasts about just like general, like fantasy football. There's a million podcasts about soccer. There's a million podcasts about all that. But you are listening to the only podcast about the corporate global fantasy premier league. And just the fact of listening to the only thing that is talking about a thing yeah, is cool. That is very cool. Just got to say it. It's cool. I was also thinking that I'm, re- I'm so glad that these are going, um, you know, in the, in the RSS feed so that, you know, 30, maybe 30 years from now, I might think <laughs> what was our, what was our headspace soccer wise? Yeah. And so just dive can, so back get- in. So we can all get canceled for our bad soccer takes. <laughs> oh yeah. There's nothing more I love than that. I'm just so glad I escaped the wrath of Taylor starting the season because um I had some pretty bad takes about Kevin De Bruyne last season. Though. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I really should have been raked over the coals. Yeah, but... I think I was nicer last season. Yeah. In general. Wait, did, you, did you say he was bad or something? No, I said he was gonna be I said he was I said how many goals you double, said he was going to score like 15 double digit goal yeah, I don't 10, goal, 10 goals 15 assists or something and it was like half of that so. yeah i should have given you a lot more shit for that shouldn't i have yeah that's why i, I thought you were going to do that this season wow um, i thought i thought just just the next week after you said the arsenal thing you were going to get it but i would say taylor was also pretty gracious then and that looks good on taylor honestly well, because arsenal yeah <laughs> Good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some glowing reviews right now. I'm loving this. <laughs> I got to say that I saw Mikel Arteta being put in the uh, September running for manager of the month. And I think that's absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the, the takes are at an all time reactionary level right now. And I have to stay off of that. I had yeah. to stay off of it. Like it's hard I enough. Don't watching, like, I don't uh, like looking Arteta. at Reddit for Everton. It's hard like looking Arteta. at my own club stuff. Cause it's so reactionary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really like Arteta. Either. I think he looks like Grima Wormtongue. Ooh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Interesting. He he's like the the Grima worm tongue to Pep's Pep's King Theoden, and he just like needed to get out. Now Pep is free and yep. able to destroy yep. the that's the right orcs at home steep. Or honestly, he's more like a Severus Snape. <laughs> he does resemble Severus Snape, I would say. Big Slytherin energy from Miguel except Arcata. he's got he's got kind of like yeah. and this is something that i mentioned when he first came on the scene he has like a, a a hawk look he looks like hugo weaving kind of oh wow hugo weaving wood m oh man <laughs> i miss saying that every that's, week that's where that name came from hugo weaving wood m <laughs> was i i saw Mikel arteta and i thought hugo weaving would make a great manager um but i didn't have the space and so it just was hugo, hugo weaving wood m, m. It's perfect. Wow. Wow. Love that. All right. Do we want to shut this thing down, y'all? <laughs> I want Rob to shut it down. I Rob, tell you, you what, I've had a great time with you, fellas. Rob, thanks so much for being on. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I had to try. That sounded more uh, like a hairball, but I don't no, think our listeners like... will even recognize what that was. <laughs> should, we, should we say it or should we let them? Uh, no, let's not even say it. Let's not yeah, even say we'll what he was trying to do. Sit. Maybe they can. Yeah. yeah. Surely they can figure it out. Yeah. Hey, Jay, when you edit that, can you just amplify, like enhance, enhance, enhance on the, uh, <laughs> audio, enhance, <laughs> audio, enhance. <laughs> computer. What is a computer? Uh... <laughs> wow. Good one. Computer, computer, <laughs> computer, give me Tane. <laughs> Now, Tane, I can get into. Okay, so I've uh, I've actually just checked on y'all's uh, y'all's average rating on on iTunes. Gone down. It's uh, gone all the way down to one star. Oh no! Wow. One star? No, that's not all the way down. We got a little <laughs> bit you, more to go. Do I don't zero? think we can give people zero stars. So if we're maybe if a we half, want, if we want engagement, that's a design flaw. Star. Then <laughs> you should always be able to get zero stars. Wow. I'm grateful to be here. Listen, a listen is a listen. That's all I care about. A listen is a listen is a listen, even if it is a hate listen. Yep. <laughs> That's what my mama always told me. Yep. My podcasting mama. <laughs> all right. Uh, Rob, you want to sign wow. us off? <laughs> yep. Just like we do every week. Yeah. Same okay. way. Same way. So it's the song, right? We sing the yeah. same song every week. All right. Well, you guys we want to do. do it together? You guys want to all do it together? Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, on the count of, we, we're going to do it. We, we never win at home. We never Christmas. win away. We, we lost last week and we lost today. We don't give we a don't fuck because we're, we're all pissed up. MCFC. Okay. Okay.